What is up, studies? Happy Monday, everyone. January 23rd, 2023, and welcome to episode number 492 of the study session. I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening into episode number 492 as we make the push to 508 away. We'll get there. Today, I am going to be doing my evaluation of the offensive line, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, to tell you what moves potentially need to be made this offseason. We're going to get into all of that. And I think I talked about this on the sessions, but I am towards the end of the calendar club running challenge this month of January. At the start of the year, I was like, you know what? I need something to push myself physically to really just do something harder than I've ever done before running-wise. So I have been running, depending on the day, that number of miles plus 0.3 in celebration of 2023. And today I have 23.3 miles to go. And the hardest days are ahead of me. Yesterday was a grind, 22.3. And that final day next week, 31.3. My left foot is aching, it's swollen. Starting to get some bumps and bruises. It is raining and snowing. It's a nasty mix out there, but I gotta get it in, gotta get it done. Because I know on the other side of this challenge is going to be some serious personal growth. (laughs) And just figure I'd give you an update of where I'm at. I cannot wait till February 3rd. Anyway, studyins, you know I love yins. Appreciate the support you give to the Still Study. My gratitude to yins. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim is one of the goats covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, having done so since 1995. Our off-season schedule is a little bit different, being that the season is now over. Whenever we record our next show, I will be sure to let you know, but you can check out the oldies in the show notes. And don't forget about the affiliate partnership that we have with Real Life Trading, RLT. If you've ever wanted to trade the stock markets successfully, profitably, consistently, be sure to check out Real Life Trading. It has helped me on my journey to leave behind my W-2 job. Now I am a full-time professional trader. My life has changed for the better. I want to share that with all of you. Check that out. That is linked in the show notes. All right, so studying, let's talk offensive line. So, heading into the 2022 season, the offensive line was perceived to be a weakness, and that's how the season started. It wasn't good. Lack of push in the running game, lack of pass protection, just wasn't good. A lot of penalties, false starts, holding penalties. But there were glimpses, there were moments where players flashed. And then the second half of the season, they started to gel. They started to get a great push in the running game. That was evidenced by the total number of rushing yards put together by Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, and company. It was a noticeable difference. You could see the Steelers' O-line, especially in that final Baltimore game, just blowing the Ravens off of the football. Still some hiccups in pass pressure or pass protection, excuse me. 
But there were also moments where it looked like Kenny Pickett had all day in the pocket to determine where he was going to go with the football. And so what we're left with at the conclusion of the season is which story are we to believe about this offensive line? Was it the one told the first half of the season? Was it the one told the second half of the season? And that's where the Steelers organization is determining what they're going to do this offseason. Which narrative are they buying into or are they believing a narrative that is somewhere in between? So let's just talk through the players here. We're going to start at center. Mason Cole came over from the Vikings. Very steady. Was the 12th rated center by Pro Football Focus. Was a good leader. Consistent. Wasn't great in any one area. Pass protection or run blocking. But he was solid. Consistent. Effective. In every game. More than likely. Not more than likely. He will be back as a starter. Unless they find someone in the draft who they just absolutely love and believe that can come in and start. But the chances of that happening are slim. So he will be back as your starter. At left guard, you had Kevin Dotson who started the season roughly. A lot of penalties. Just looking out of position. Missing missing blocks. But he came on towards the end of the season. Especially in the running game. Getting a great push. And heading into year four, you would think that he's going to take that next step. The team could be looking to upgrade at the interior guard position on the left side for Dotson. But I don't think that's going to happen in the first round. If anything, maybe rounds two through four, they'll bring in a body to, not a body, but a good prospect to compete and push Dotson. Maybe they'll do that. But I can't see them targeting a starting guard or a guard in the first round. There's potential there for Dotson. The biggest question on the offensive line is left tackle Dan Moore, who entered his second season with high hopes, high expectations, and didn't live up to them early on. A lot of false false start penalties, a lot of holding penalties, a lot of getting beat by edge rushers. And a lot of people think that the Steelers are gonna go after a left tackle in the draft, possibly the first round, or maybe they'll go after a left tackle in free agency. And they very well could do that. But if you think about the Steelers' history of how they approach different positions, they only do that if they truly believe the personnel they have is not up to standard. Here's the thing I'll say about Dan Moore. He was a fourth round pick. He started as a rookie. This was his second year. He needed a lot of polish. And they're not just going to give up on him just yet. He's going to get this third season to see what type of growth and development he has shown. If anything, what I could see at left tackle, they draft somebody between rounds two and four, like I mentioned, for that guard spot to come in and compete and push. The only way, like I said, for center, that they would do something drastic if if they had a prospect in the draft that they believed could come in and start right away, then they would pull the trigger first round. I don't see that happening. They're going to stick with Dan Moore, even though some people out there in Steelers Nation might not like it. Right guard James Daniels, probably one of the most excitable one of the signings that made Steelers Nation excited 
James Daniels was a mauler over there in Chicago. His tenure didn't start out great with the Steelers, but he did get better over time. Having a full year under his belt, time to grow with this team, a full offseason, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be even better next year. So the Steelers are set at right guard. And then at right, right tackle, you have Chukawuma Okorafor, who they signed to a three-year deal last offseason. He was their sole source of continuity on the Steelers' offensive line. Was he spectacular this year? No. Was he serviceable? Yes. Can he get better? Absolutely. He's only going to be 26 at the start of the season. So they're going to stand pat at right tackle. So to summarize, in the upcoming draft, here's what I see happening. I don't see them targeting a guard or tackle in the first round unless it's an all-world, all-pro, plug-and-play type player that's going to offer an immediate upgrade at either left tackle or left guard. I don't see that happening. I think they believe enough in both Dan Moore and in Kevin Dotson that they want to give them one more shot. But again, I do think they will draft a guard or tackle or even both between rounds two and four early on to bring someone in to compete and push both of those players. Because here's the thing. You can't bet exclusively on the upside and the fulfillment of potential on both these players because then if it doesn't work out and let's say that they regress, then you're in a world of trouble. The running game is hurt. Pass protection's hurt. You're setting the organization back. So they have to have some type of backup plan there. And that could even occur through free agency. So you can't bet completely on that upside, but you also can't bet completely on that downside. So that's why I think they'll take that middle approach, draft someone between rounds two and four, potentially bring in a veteran free agent, come in and compete, upgrade that depth. And they're going to ride with that starting five. There's something to be said for a group of offensive linemen who started as many games together as the Steelers did this season. So I know a lot of people are out there saying, oh, offensive lineman first round, offensive lineman second round. I don't see it happening. There are too many holes on the defensive side of the ball. It wasn't the offensive line that turned the ball over in those early contests that resulted in those losses. And so I think that this unit can get better. I think they're going to add some pieces. But they have needs, bigger needs at other positions. Not saying that it's not a need. There's a need there for depth and for some pieces to push, guys. But I wouldn't bet on a first-round draft selection. And studying, that's going to do it for episode 492. My gratitude and appreciation to Yins. It's beautiful, beautiful studyings. Hope you have an amazing week. This is the last full week of January, and thank God, I'm ready for February. I'm so over this running challenge. Anyways, have a phenomenal day. Love you so much. Do something positive for yourself and someone else. And remember, on this January 23rd, 2023, 
Life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.